Hello, everybody. Welcome to In This One Kitchen. Another episode, another day, another plate. Today I have Chef Cora. Yes, sir. Just want to make sure I got it right, man. Yo, I don't want to mess up no names. I have Chef Cora here today, and we're just going to get into a little conversation like we usually do. So to start off the night, um, you were telling me something very interesting about sticky buns. Yeah. Because a lot of chefs... Usually, well, for those who don't know, you have bakers and you have chefs. You rarely cross over. Sometimes you do, but usually you're stronger at one than the other. But this man right here makes some phenomenal sticky buns. I'm talking like the motherfuckers are at least eight inches wide and about three inches high with icing all over. I'm talking some Instagram-worthy shit. Yes, sir. So just kind of walk me through... That process, because it's not some pull them out the freezer and put them in the oven type shit. Nah, <laughs> just nah, break nah. break down your morning <laughs> real quick for everybody. If it was that easy, I would actually do that. <laughs> I mean, just go in the freezer, throw everything in the oven and make it work. But that ain't how life works, obviously, in the kitchen. But but the process itself, it's about at least two hours. Damn. And the background where I've been working for about 14 years, I've never been a baking type. I hate making desserts. I love eating. Me too. I love looking at them. I love seeing them made. <laughs> but do I want to get my hands in that? Everything no. but the work, my exactly. dear. I just wanted to taste. Exactly. <laughs> Baking reminds me of chemistry back in high school that I do not miss at all. I respect that. You know? it, it is It is more like chemistry than than what we do. You know, turn and burn. It's baking. If you you don't got that shit right, you ain't going to know until it comes out. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, that's fucked up. You know, you know what I'm saying. It's like one gram of baking powder. All of your shit be either gonna be fat or it's just gonna sink in the middle. Or taste nasty. Or taste nasty. Fuck. You, the worst oh. thing you could do is mistake sugar for salt. Oh, imagine making a God, batch of bro. cookies with salt instead of sugar. Oh, I had somebody make cookies and I think they put it was too much baking soda in them bitches. Mm. Like when you bit into that motherfucker, it almost had like a chemical taste to it. I was like, what the? But it was still sweet. Right. So you confuse your inner child is like, oh, sugar. But the grown up of you was like, nigga, that shit ain't right. <laughs> it's like, but it's tasty. No, nah, that shit ain't right. You need to put that shit down. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. But it's like a, a, what, a two hour process for that shit? Yeah, like roughly. Because I mean, I'll come in at eight in the morning. And first thing I do, I'll steep the liquid. It's practically like two quarts of milk, one quart of heavy cream. And then I used to take the temperature because I got to have it at exact. I usually have it like around 100 degrees where it's almost like room temp. Because mm-hmm. you want the liquid to be warm enough where the yeast will bloom and not kill it. Because if you have it too hot, it'll die. And you basically just killed the whole thing. You got to start all you over again. All over or if you put it not too hot, it's not going to bloom. So you can just have raw, non-alive yeast floating in your bread. So when you see bread and you see little (laughs) specks in there that look like little grains or something, those are yeast that hasn't been cooked off. I didn't even know that. And then when it smells too yeasty, you know there's something wrong. Either you put too much yeast or... (laughs) (laughs) Something wrong with that bread. I wouldn't eat that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I think I got that somewhere. Oh, no, I don't. No, I don't. I do. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, uh, but yeah. So 
it took me a while to figure it out because I had instances where there's days where I can't even sell one sticky bun when I first started it because all of them sink in the middle and they look real oh. ugly. So we had an 86 and I felt bad. Like, like yeah, we had 86 exactly. sticky buns because of your ass. because <laughs> of my dumb ass. Don't know how to keep the buns nice and tight. So I had little issues with it. But, you know, as soon as that happened to me, I told the chefs, it ain't going to happen again. I'm going to figure this out. He said, all right. I was like, by I next sa- I was like, when I come to brunch next Saturday, it's going to be better. I feel that because it's your face. Exactly. <laughs> like, you, that's a representation of you. It's like, I ain't going to fuck that up again. Mm-hmm. I, I feel that. Mm-hmm. So I ended up, you know, figuring out the... The uh, the amount of each ingredients that I'm going to use kind of had changed up the recipe a little bit. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. amount of yeast, the sugar, the salt, the lard. Cause those are like the main things I use. The recipe is so easy. And then the flour part, I used to measure out flour, but it never turns out to be either enough or to be too much. You got to weigh that shit. Exactly. So <laughs> exactly weigh the shit. weighing is sifting. <laughs> I skipped all that extra shit. I'm good. Exactly. So... I did the typical thing I've always been doing in my career. I don't measure things, really. I just eye it out, and I do it by yeah, taste. because we can get away with, as chefs. Right. We can get away with that. Right. But as a baker, you it's can't. like, no, nah, nigga, did you weigh that shit? Exactly. No, nah, nigga, I just looked at the cup. And <laughs> no, you need to weigh that shit. Be like, you about five grams off, my G. Exactly. It's like, five grams? That's five grams? It's like, yes. You, you couldn't tell, could you? That's why you weigh everything. Yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Did you measure this? Nope. No. Nope. <laughs> you be on the line like, no, nope. that look like a cup. It's straight. <laughs> it's a little wet. Just cook it a little more, dog. It'll be all right. Spr- sprinkle some water. In you can get away good. with that shit in the, right. the chef or the, the turn and burn world. But it, in the baking world, that shit don't fly. Nah, it don't. It don't. <laughs> Everything has to be precise. But when it came to the flour, I was like, you know what? I'm just, I know what the dough was supposed to look like. I know the texture by feel. So, you know what? I'm going to just keep adding. So, when I did it, that's all I've been doing. I've just been adding flowers by using my eye. I know what I'm looking for exactly. And then um, there's times where I used to put too much flour and it dried out the dough. <laughs> and then adding moisture into fresh dough, you know, that shit don't yeah, work. Yeah, that don't work. Exactly. That don't work. And there's times where I put not enough flour, it, the dough would be so loose it'll proof but then when you roll it out i pretty much like killed the <laughs> all the air yeah, all, all the air came out, came out. and then <laughs> usually when you roll out dough and if you do it the right way it'll rise again why let it sit because as soon as mm-hmm. you let the dough sit it should start rising immediately mm-hmm. you know that's some really good dough so once i figured that out uh then i had to figure out the filling the filling base recipe was only brown sugar and um, butter, and that was it. That's it. That's that was it. Lame, no. Exactly. Nutmeg. Exactly. And exactly. So they said that it's been like that for a while, and somehow the former. Exactly. So I added um, some vanilla extract and some cinnamon. Oh yeah. And my, that pretty you, much you the check, it's better already. Exactly. <laughs> and then, but the but that one thing you always want to remember is the gooiness. It ain't all about the. The butter and the sugar is about the gooiness. Where are you going to get the gooiness from? Because the sugar, mm. you know, if you don't cook it down to a caramel state, it ain't going to be gooey. It's just True. grainy. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So it'll just melt without turning, you know, gooey. So I added honey. I added about a half a cup of honey. Oh, you was a smart motherfucker. So I think see about what it. you did to and help with the Ain't you know what made me think about that is honey buns. Syrup. Yep. Honey buns. You a winner. You know what I'm saying? You a so I did that, that rolled it out, fill it in, roll them up, cut them in a little... Cinnamon rolls. Put four in each pan. Let it bake at 285 on the low fan. And wait a minute. Pause for a second. For everybody out there, he is talking about a convection oven. 
has mm-hmm. a fan in it. I know if you're a chef and you listening to this or if you listen to this on a regular, I hope you do. Please support. But that's beside the point. For regular people, convection ovens, what chefs normally use. Can you take it off right now? No, my ears are itching. It's cool. But what you normally use is a convection oven, which means it has a fan in it. Some of them have double fans. Some of the motherfuckers have jet engines. Like, I've worked on an oven that was the size of Shaq. And when you turn that motherfucker on, it literally sounded like a jet. So convection ovens in your normal oven at home cook differently. One maintains the temperature, damn near perfect for the most part. That's the convection oven with the fan in the inside. If you buy a new house, get a convection oven. Just yes, putting that out there. Yes. But if you're listening to him go, oh, I want to make some sticky buns, and they don't quite turn out the same, it's probably because you don't have a convection oven. Just want to put that pause in there because I know I have people that are like, I don't know what the fuck that is. You need right. to explain it. So it's just breaking it down. But please proceed, sir. All right. And, uh, you know, like I said, I had problems where it keeps sinking in. So I figure I'll just use a different oven, change mm-hmm. the temp, and mm-hmm. let it ride longer than I should. So I let it ride for about 45 minutes or so. Then it starts rising, turns nice little golden brown on the outside. But the key thing, you want that crust, but the inside has to be like a pillow. So... Respect. I figured that out on the first attempt ever, and ever since then, everything I ever made, just it was just soft. I didn't believe people because people kept telling me it tastes good. A server's like, oh, my God, you should try it because I don't really like sweets like that. Mm. And then mm-hmm. so I just baked me a little piece and ate it. It's probably the softest thing I ever had that I ever made that's a breakfast. <laughs> and my whole perspective of fuck baking kind of changed. I'm the just the softest like, bread I've ever made. Mind you, this man has probably made you three breads me? in his life. And it's we're including pancakes. <laughs> 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 and a couple of dollars here and there. <laughs> we're including pancakes. <laughs> you know, but um other than that, it just changed my whole thought process about baking. I'm still not a huge fan, but mm-hmm. once you figure out a recipe and you mastered it and now you can just go in automatic mode and start baking it like it ain't shit no more. Yeah. It's it's actually a really, really huge achievement for yourself. Yeah, that's real shit. You Once know? you accomplish it's it's like you accomplish anything. Over, like you, know? you, you get over it, you, exactly. you hate baking, it kinda intimidates you a exactly. little bit. And then you do it and it's like, oh fucked up. And then you right. get back in there, it's like, okay, I'm getting better. And then you get the hang of yeah. it, like, okay, now I understand why right. this happens. Like shit, yeah, I can bake any motherfucking thing. Fuck right. Me. I didn't went through that with um pasta. Yep. Fresh pasta. Mm-hmm. It, it intimidated the shit out of me. I was like, I don't understand. Cause everybody else is so simple. Like if you ever seen somebody do a grandma style with a little puddle in it. Yeah, with the hole in the And they just whip that shit up with their hand good, and yep. roll it out. I'm like, how the fuck did you this is delicious? I had to fuck up. So I definitely understand mm-hmm. where you coming from on that. Mm-hmm. It's like now I make the best fucking sticky buns ever. Okay. Yeah, so ever, ever since then, I've been looking at YouTube videos, looking at different desserts, and I've seen some dope-ass desserts, and it's just, I look for the ones that's so basic and easy, doesn't require, like, 80 million steps, where you got to do this and this and this and this. Oh, my God, yes. Like, that's why when they told me I was going to take the roll of sticky buns, mind you, before then, I was working garmage, so I was in charge of making cold stuff, and it's stuff that I can just put together real quick and sell, mm-hmm, and then they mm-hmm. told me I was moving to the back, where I'm going to be in charge of sticky buns, French toast, and egg in the holes. only know how to make one out of those three things. French toast, obviously. <laughs> I don't know what the hell egg. Everybody I didn't know what the fuck egg in the hole and was. And I ain't have to I make the bread what? for French toast. I just cut that shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So I, look, I looked at what egg in the hole was and at home, and I was like, 
oh, that's all it was. And the chef was like, all right, you ready for your first day of training? I'm like, I know how to make the French toast self-explanatory. The egg in the hole, I saw it on YouTube last night. I know how to make it now. He's like, oh, how about sticky buns? I was like, that's the one you got to teach me. And that was the longer process. After that, as soon as I picked up that knowledge and know how to make them perfect, I'm like on automatic mode. So now the culinary director don't have to hover my shoulders no more. Every time don't I'm, you hate that shit? He used to do that to me heavy. It's like, I want to get better. Because I was so fucking up on the sticky buns. He alone. said, if I wasn't going to figure that out, like I said I was going to, he was going to take me off that station and put me somewhere else. Because he was this close. But then as soon as I mastered it, and I can't, and he's like, he wanted to see if I was consistent for so far an entire month. Damn. I've been selling out on them because people have been coming back. They said, oh, it tastes better. It's not dry no more. It's not dense. It's That's so what soft. you want to hear, bro. And then, like, um, you know, people come in, actually just buy those only and just have it to go to go home. I would, too. You know, I, but it's I'm so I'm mad that I make. have to work so I can't get one. Because mm-hmm. believe me, homie, if I didn't have to get one, I'd drive right down to that bitch you and be like, uh, yo. <laughs> you off Sunday? Hell no. Nah. You know we ain't never oh. off on Sunday. I mean, uh, what time you get off? Mm, two. Okay, because Sundays I usually have half days. What I'll do, I probably, I'm going to make them. And I'm gonna try to make a little extra so I can put one of yours on the side. Man, I cash app you, bro. And I bring it over to y'all as soon as I get off of work. Ooh, you are the champ. And then, and then what I like about the sticky buns, everything is fresh. The strawberries are cut every morning, and then Respect. I'll make the uh, icing from scratch. So it's just powdered sugar and heavy cream. Respect. Uh, the filling is fresh. You know everything. The coffee butter is made because I I melt coffee butter on it first in the oven. Then I put the icing and the strawberries right on top afterwards. Man, I want one. Now, you what I like coffee about it, it's butter? Not, yeah. So we just reduced some coffee, whipped it, whipped the butter first and the uh, mixer. And once it's whipped, then you slowly drizzle the reduced coffee in there until it's all whipped uh, all together. It came okay. out good. It okay. came out really good. Coffee um, butter. I just, just He just put me on the coffee butter. Anybody listening, coffee butter will probably change your life. Coffee butter on toast because you got your caffeine in there. There you go. You got your toast. Imagine I add a splash of honey or something in oh, there man, to brighten it up. Got, I've got to make coffee butter now. Because he knows she the flavor. Coffee, right. So she probably love that shit. Right. Hmm. I'm going to make coffee butter. I'm going to try that shit. And then I'm going I'm to Instagram it. Yeah, fact, you should. You should. <laughs> I'm going to Instagram it. should. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to Instagram that shit. In This One Kitchen Instagram. Oh, by the way, In This One Kitchen does have an Instagram. It's In This One Kitchen. It's a period after every word because you know how Instagram works. So in dot this dot one dot kitchen. Right. Believe that. That was the plug. Please keep going. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah. So I mean, working at this place, you know, I'm learning a lot because there's times where I just feel like I just feel too complacent because it's starting to become repetitive. Yeah, you, you get stagnant. Stagnant. Yeah, exactly. You know, and then I you just, do. I start getting bored, and you know my mind be elsewhere. That's that's when it's you time know. to start looking for right. for, so, for right. something else because you don't want to get trapped in that right. shit where you feel like I just died. But, you know exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Just but you know, inside. after what they've been telling me about this business, I mean it's a million dollar company. Before COVID hit, we was just Raking busy, I know. busy, busy. <laughs> I mean, I make, remember doing like twenty, thirty thousand dollar catering gigs alone. And then that's not including restaurant sales or nothing. And then, like, mind you, though, this COVID did help us break restaurant sales by far. I think the busiest we ever been, we almost hit a hundred grand. 
in one day. And you know why I feel that's without parties that that's going on because it's it's like the perfect storm. Like it's it's good and bad for restaurants who are able to stay open through this. You'll definitely get business. You'll definitely get new business because through the pandemic and they was dropping them checks. Foo, foo, foo. Mm-hmm. People went out, well, who weren't necessarily in fear of the pandemic right. to the point where they stayed in the house, everything, right, all the time. Right. But people actually went out and they went to places they wouldn't normally go because I'm normally at work when I get off their clothes or they're always busy, blah, blah, blah. So the pandemic happened. You sitting at the house like, I'm hungry. What you want to eat? Or they door dash your shit somewhere you were. You get a shit ton of door dash, more than you ever got before. But I feel that the pandemic was like, it gave a lot of restaurants a one up. Like a lot of restaurants saw more business and some restaurants tank. Like it's, it's good and bad all day. <coughs> Even in the pandemic, it's motherfuckers pulling in money. Right. It's people losing their house and their shirt too, but it's a lot of people pulling in money too. But the pandemic helped restaurants and it hurt them. The, the ones that was able to keep thumping, they definitely saw some growth. They got a whole new audience of people who, want, who wasn't in that tax bracket. Like take your joint. It's right. a lot of people who are not in that tax bracket to go there on a regular basis. Right. Like before the pandemic, you know, Mercedes, the latest, right. whatever, was in right. the parking lot. And then after the pandemic, and then the checks was rolling out, it was like, oh, well, you know, we can afford to go here tonight or today. It's, it's heavy. You know, we can afford to go here now. And then it's like, oh, shit, they good as fuck. Like, right. we need to go there on a regular or try to go there on a regular. Right. So you get a whole new audience. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfuckers been crossing tax brackets through the pandemic. It's like, oh, I got some money. Let me uh, let me see what this is about. Facts. So I, I feel it, it shed some light. It shed some light, and it also hurt some places at right. the same time. Right. Yeah, facts. I mean, there's some really well-known <coughs> places that's struggling, and... um. A uh, sous chef that I know had reached out to me. He's like, man, this place had let me go. It surprised me. And then, but in this pandemic, also, I feel like it actually helped some industries to actually understand each other more, like the food industry. Yes. Yes. The food industry actually now, I feel like we're actually more like this, not so much as well, it's, it's more like anymore. all of us. Right. All of us are hurt. Like when, right. the, when the cost of cow goes up, all of us hurt. You feel me? Like it's not so you're my competition, you're my rival. Nope. It's more like, well, we got how, how you doing over there? You, right. you gonna make it? Right. <laughs> like right. You, you get you need some stuff. Oh, you need some stuff. You had to let your sous chef go. You Damn, know. bro. It's more like, you know, when shit happened in the neighborhood, everybody come out. You know, and that's exactly. We neighbors now. <laughs> right. That's why I was telling everybody, building relationships in the food industry especially is very important. It's not just for, uh, you know, like a friendly, hey, what's up, let's go hang out, we're going to be best friends type of relationship. Nothing like this. It's going to be professional. It's more like you you, you concerned. Cause right. It's, it's we, like we on the same team. Right. You're building we, we a cook. connection because if I've known you three years ago, we worked together for a while, and then we – went separate ways in a respectful way, and situations like this come in, let's say I'm having it good, you're struggling, you hit me as, hey, bro, is there a way you can get me a job? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I got you, type thing. And then you do the same for me. It just goes a long ways because I've been actually just looking for a part-time job, so I started 
looking at Instagrams to see everybody that I know that works in Atlanta uh-huh. that's a chef. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I knew the sous chef at South City because he was executive chef at a uh, another restaurant. <laughs> My bad, bro. <laughs> it's cool. It's <laughs> but cool. yeah, so I uh, hit him up on IG and he's mm-hmm. like, you know, I asked him, hey, you got another uh, spot so I can pull up? And he gave me the okay. I showed up and I was like ready for a interview. Like, I was dressed a little clean and whatnot. But I wore, like, all chef stuff. So mm-hmm. I brought my knife. Because mm-hmm. it be like that right. sometimes. I was like, you, yeah, you got like, time bro, to cook today? It's like, t- speaking today? Of, speaking uh, of that. Uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> my energy and approach now to interviews is so much different now. Because before, my stomach would twist all the time. I start having the shakies. Bro, I'd be mad nervous. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't matter if I had a diploma. It doesn't matter if I had eight years experience. Blah, blah, blah. blah. Every restaurant interview I went to, I was... It was nerve-wracking. So there's times where I got to figure out how to calm myself down mm-hmm, and just mm-hmm. meditate and whatnot. But eventually, every time I start getting a new job, I start getting better better and wiser and wiser. I start building this. You got self- a, you got a confidence in your skill right. set. It's so, like, I, I got this. Right. So what, all what I do is need? show I us. Like, I know what they're looking for. You want some clean chef shoes, clean chef pants, a white shirt, and you bring your knife bag. I was like, you come in like that at any job? For any interview, yeah, just look like you get You see that. other motherfuckers come in part. with suits and shit. Yo ass come in <laughs> with a fucking chef shoe, chef pants, <laughs> chef shirt, with a knife kit, with your resume rolled up in your fucking hands, you know. And then the chef's gonna come out. He's gonna look at that you, bro. Guarantee his eyes will be like, oh, he ready. Yeah, yeah. And then you see other guys, and they professional. That's cool, but. I'm already ready. I was like, if you want to do a stage, we do let a me do it now. Right now. I don't right. have to come back yet. You know? The culinary world is a little different, people. Exactly. Out, out, who, people who are outside of the culinary world. The culinary world is kind of different. Like, you can literally come in there in your uniform, ready to work, because you're probably going to work. Like, sometimes people have you work a shift. Sometimes the, the, the oh, my gosh, that mystery basket shit Ooh. that y'all see on TV. Ooh. The the top chef bullshit that that's an interview Bro. sometimes for yes. chefs like that's not you know yes <laughs> it's not yes. some fantastic glorified shit on TV it's more like oh you want this job uh, you, give me ten minutes you can actually get terrified you get terrified. Pull that out, pull that out. You don't know the kitchen, you don't know nobody in the kitchen. You lonely, but there's people around you. You don't know. How the oven work, where the hot spots are, hot spots on the grill, you just winging it in that bitch. You know what's the worst one part about the whole thing, though? What? The time limit. Oh, yeah, the time limit. Bro, they they want they, they want a pitch. They could give you a piece of pork butt and they'll tell you, I want this braised and I want to have it ready in 20 minutes. <laughs> it's like I so you want me to do this now? Like you need to stop talking to me. I was like, <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was like, I was like, you didn't say period, you didn't say, you know. Go. You know. <laughs> what if I started walking halfway and you start yelling at me while I'm walking towards the walking? <laughs> like, like, you know what? Uh, write it, write what you want to say on that board behind you. I'll read it later. Let me go ahead and get all my ingredients right now. <laughs> you feel me? But, you True. know, now when I just come in, like, every time I get a job interview, I just have the highest confidence. Because the last time that I got denied, I was six years fresh. And went for a position at a really well-known, well-fine dining restaurant 
in a bucket. Mm-hmm. And then um, mm-hmm. it was next to a creek and everything. And it's, um, <laughs> <You're stupid. laughs> it, has, it has a greenhouse next to it. Like, they grow their microgreens, herbs. On, on site? And peppers. What? Yes, like spicy peppers on site. And then inside their kitchen, this is like probably the most insane setup. And it's like they have three walk-ins. And they have a miniature meat cooler in the center of the kitchen where they'll butcher, portion, clean anything that has to do with meat, like fish, mm. red meat, poultry, game. Oh, so they had some they had some space. Yeah, in the it, back of the, their nice whole size. prep kitchen looked like the actual kitchen that you can actually pro, you know do production in, like besides oh, just they prep. Had some space. They had mad tables, they had Mad set of eyes, and they had a giant corner. It's basically from that kitchen cabinet to this window right here. Is how big was the pastry section? Oh, so pastry had their own they had, world. It was so big they had two pizza ovens. Ooh. And pizza oven is a pastry chef's I know dream they oven, bro. Thumping in that bitch. Facts. All that space. Bro. I know they was thumping in that. So bitch. I was, you know, helping. I was nervous as I don't know what because this is the most professional kitchen I've ever stepped in since Lumiere at uh, Le Cordon. Because I was working at a little fast-paced upscale like Urban Flats. That wasn't fine dining. You know, I remember stuff like that. that. Urban Flats was You good. know what I'm saying? Urban Flats was right. good. And that's, that Urban Flats is a restaurant that doesn't exist no more. So R.I.P. Urban Flats. R.I.P. You know, it was my first gig. Um, They did really well. But anyway... I knew a lot of people. You know you what? Know. Now that you say that, it was a lot of us that worked at Urban Flats. Mm-hmm. Like, we might not have all worked there together, but it was a lot of people that went through Urban Flats. <laughs> I went there, and I got hooked up, met an incredible chef that I still am cool with till today. I was 18 or 19 at the time, mind you. And I used to be a chef for him for four years when I used to live in Athens. Then I moved mm. back. I even helped him open the restaurant. And That's I left after up. four years. It was the best experience of my life. Shout outs to that man. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> but um, um, I mean, but if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be here where I am because he always taught me how to fight through my perseverance and don't mm-hmm. don't mm-hmm. let it hold me back. You know, he's a he's like I'm. A, he's a, I used to be in the Marines. I know how it is when it comes to mental things. He's like I've been through a lot of family tragics that help motivate him to push through mm-hmm, life. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he just see bad things as general fuel. Like he'll, it'll may fuck him up, may get him mad, but he uses that fuel. It just keeps him going. It doesn't stop him at all. Okay. So he ended up with a couple of restaurants. He, he hardcore in them streets. Exactly. He opened up his first restaurant before the age of 30, I believe. Ooh. And he, uh, that was his goal. Shit made me feel late. Hey, <laughs> facts, facts, bro. I'm telling it's you, this shit, man, really so really he's late. still making Ideas and plans, so I'm using him as motivation. And then, um, but um, besides that, man, just been chugging along. And then now I've been ups and downs. I had my successful times, and I had some times where, right now, I'm just on cruise control. I'm on I'm on work vacation. When people say what's work vacation, I said. Were you not the chef? He's like, what do you mean? Oh, my God. Thank you so much, because I had to explain that to my brother. I was like, I'm a grunt now. And he was like, and you're okay with that? I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm on vacation. I ain't got to worry about what 20 motherfuckers is doing. That motherfucker burned some shit, so it's my fault. Hey, professional babysitter. That's what I used to call that, and I should be getting mad as hell. But they look, I was like... If I have to sit there and have to beg you to come to work, make sure you come on time, make sure you clean right, and I'm just like, bro, 
This is I was like, y'all want raises? It's small shit that'll kill you. Exactly, and then that's how you learn because when you were younger, when the chefs be getting on you, but like, all I did was fucking spilt the goddamn milk on the table. Why is he acting like I just fucking burned down the kitchen? Ooh. Like, I'd rather a motherfucker spill me? milk. Nigga, you spilled the whole gallon of milk. Me? We got it. We got it straight. We got the money. You it's feel right. me? So, but now, you know, it's just, now you start seeing shit like that. It could be the most littlest thing, like the floor being wet. <laughs> it's fucking water, gonna, mind you. Back then, shit? I thought it was, it's fucking water. Why he acting like he's about, like he about to drown? What the hell, bro? That when you experience it, you'd be like, who God, did that? In the back of your mind, you remember that time when you gave the chef an attitude? He's like, you dumbass motherfucker. Should have kept your mouth shut and just said heard. Now I'm facing that shit. And this motherfucker gave me the same energy I gave out when I was his age. Yep. So they have two options. Yep. <laughs> it's like, get either, in your ass. It's either, right, right, right. It's either give him that look like you better do that shit or just look at him and be like, you remind me of me, motherfucker. God damn. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was like, damn it. All right, let me grab the damn towels and wipe that bitch. It's, what it's, the it's fuck, a, bro? It's an experience exactly. going on both sides. Exactly. Because you see, you see the people that are like, you know, they give a fuck. And right. then you see the people that's like, you know, they <clears throat> don't give a fuck. Right. And then you have to realize that you are now the chef. And you have to, it, it's your ship. So you got to drive that motherfucker how it works for you. Because a lot of people don't realize most of it is managing personalities. Most of it is knowing you're who's strongest and weakest. And does the weak person want to get stronger? Or does the weak person not give a fuck? Okay, you don't give a fuck. We're going to put you here. You're just going to do prep because I don't want to deal with you. You don't want to deal with this. Find another job. I'm sorry that it sucks. Right. But if the weak person wants to grow, it's like, okay, well, how bad do you want it? Okay, I'm going to put you over here with the strong motherfucker, and you take a break. You tell the strong motherfucker, look, take this out. This is going to be your assistant. This weekend, so the difficult shit you do the the, sh- the really hard technical shit yeah. you take care of that. Most of the station make them do it. Right. Most of the tickets make them do it. Right. You know, unless I tell you it's a VIP <clears throat> and I want you to take it, you babysitting that person. And right. you, if the weak person wants to get better, they'll be like, okay, cool, I got you, and they'll grow. And then it's to the point where it's like, okay, strong person, now you're mini manager, you're tour not. Right. Because I don't need you here anymore. I just replaced you with somebody else. Right. So it's more like moving people. It, it's a lot of personality. It's a lot of skill set. It's more to being a chef as far as the manager is concerned yes. than cooking. Cooking is like, you know, duh. You you should cook. Right. We expect you to cook. Right. Now we need you to manage this shit and make sure it flow right and make sure that plate goes out right. That's right. a VIP. Check that shit. They forgot right. the avocados. You need. It's totally different. It is. It's a different <laughs> world. You be sitting there and like a lot of the, it just make you want to think back what you used to think it was okay. Now mm-hmm. you've seen the same shit. You'd be like, bro, what the fuck was I doing? <laughs> I was just lazy. Really? I had right. to be just lazy. Right. I was lazy as That's shit. That's why I feel like I became so mature. <laughs> now I was like, I did it all, basically, all the way to the top. And then, you know, sous chef was the highest I've ever been. And then all of a sudden, um, when it comes to line cooks, when they give me all these work, like different projects and stuff, most people start bitching and crying. I was like, man, what the fuck? But when they tell me I get this shit done so quick, and then I'll move on and start doing my own it's shit. like, what's next? You know, because I tell the chef, tell me what you need me to do, because I ain't got time to really just fool around. I got shit I got to do for myself. Yeah. So when he said, hey, yeah, I need you to make some holidays real quick, 
Pulled off the fucking blender. I did it with the blender. Not the blender. I've the done oh, the Robocoop. The, the blender, the Robocoop. The Robocoop. I used to the Robocoop. The bird mixer. Yeah. What right. I've seen motherfuckers do it in the steamer, in a right. bag. Right. Like, it's so many ways to right. me. It's like, what was y'all doing in school? Y'all told us we was going to have arms like Popeye. And you get right. in the real world, they're like, what you doing? We ain't got time for that shit, nigga. Grab, grab that Vitamix. Right. Come over here with the hot butter. It's like, what are you doing? You're going to break it. No, I'm not. Shut the fuck up. And then you watch it happen, and that shit come out perfect. It's like, oh, shit. Right. I've been lied to. <laughs> I've been deceived. I've been lied to. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I told There you are some crazy though. hacks when you actually do it yourself. Mm-hmm. It's insane, and it's just how so many chefs nowadays, even the most finest chefs, actually use these hacks and make things it makes so things easier it's easy and consistent it's more yeah That's it's more part. efficient right rather. right it's, right and you can produce you can more in a timely manner than mm-hmm. doing something where you only could produce like maybe a half a cut worth after 30 minutes of stern you know what I'm your arms looking like fuck. sorry it's coffee you know but it's saying? 2020 right <laughs> Looking, looking like Hellboy. Sorry, Escoffier, <laughs> but it is now 2020, and there's no need to make mayonnaise by hand. <laughs> you, you remember that shit, yes, making mayonnaise? Yes, I, bro. <sighs> that was worse than Hollandaise. You know, I had my girl make it. Oh, my She didn't God. know how to make it. She's like, how do you make mayonnaise? I was like, just um, Eggs. egg yolks and oil. Eggs. She was like, okay. So, start whipping, whipping. After five minutes, Fuck. <laughs> right? What is that? I was like, it's all right. Just focus on the motion. You'll be all right. And she's like, okay. Five minutes later, you just start puffing. I was like, all right, switch hands. <laughs> like that. You gotta keep and she's like, how do you keep going? I was like, you just have a to. technique. I said, once you figure out how to whip. Okay, this is the thing. I don't go circles. Circles burn out my forearm so much quicker. So what I do is just back and forth, back and forth. Mm-hmm. I literally like you scribbling. Like you scribbling, you scribbling up and that down. Shit real fast. Or you do the, the S so the, I, or the I, infinity. And you, you gotta <laughs> do that important inhale exhale method. You go <laughs> so you take a deep breath and just go hard. Just and blow out all that air. Once you can't breathe them, that's when you stop. That's funny. Do it again. Cause all that sensation in your forearm go to your fucking lungs because you can't breathe. Oh yeah, oh <laughs> man! Hey, trick your mind, dog. Side note: Everybody out there, um, mayonnaise is just egg yolks in oil. It ain't like beet vinegar. Meat. Oh, what's that animal cartilages with all this myth yeah, that people been saying? Just, nah, that's like, what we believe before. I thought it was made from really pig fat or some bullshit. It's just eggs. Mayonnaise is literally fucked. The main eggs ingredient in mayonnaise is eggs. I said you can make oil. the same thing. Using vegan ingredients is easy. Yeah, yeah. I've never made vegan mayo, but because think about it, you just need fats, and when you get the fa- avocado, you got the avocado. Oh. The avocado could be the egg yolk, right? True. I didn't think of using avocado as yeah. the fat, but yeah, that's yeah. a good way to. Think and then, um, and you just use whatever oil you can use coconut oil, and you just whip it up slowly. I love coconut. I've been cooking with coconut oil. So what I would do, what I was I thinking to make a perfect avocado mayo was put it in the blender mm-hmm. and make it into a whip. Mm-hmm. Then you emulsify it with the uh, coconut oil so it'll actually blend in. You know, you, you do I'm learning that. something. I'm going to try this shit. You know I'm going to have to try to make some yeah. avocado mayo now. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was just something I came up with because if you think about it, it's like you said, it's just yolks. Or whole eggs with 
oil. That's all it that's, is. That's fucking it's it. just fat on fat. It, you two think mayonnaise is some magical di- thing. You know what I'm saying? It's like any form of solid fat with loose Liquid fat, fat. Yeah, like, forms into a whole. It's like it's like a f- fucking a fusion of Goku and Vegeta. <laughs> you stupid. <laughs> it's dead ass. You got. I can't believe it's not man, uh, butter with what's that Crocker? What's that the 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 that fucking the the, the part the, 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 uh, the margarine mar- or whatever? Yeah, <laughs> and it's like the, we combine powers and boom. <laughs> Super, super mayo. <laughs> fat I mean, if you think fat about year, it, and together we make mayo. But isn't it dope though? Powerful as you're going mayo. Through? <laughs> Nigga, I got power mayo. <laughs> the fuck is it? It got creatine in it. <laughs> Episode thirteen on Dragon Ball Z in the kitchen. <laughs> he did. Oh man, this. That I, I that's the first time I've ever heard of mayo being compared to Dragon Ball Fusion, but it makes sense. It makes you take two motherfuckers, two put them together, and they make something totally fucking different. Right, it's fire. Because you you see you mayonnaise, and you would never think that is that that's is the eggs. one thing I like about human intellect when it comes to food. We figure out how to create different things by combining two ingredients and call it something different, and it becomes a staple point. True, where it's to the point where. It is made from two separate ingredients to form this, but they just see the mayonnaise as the main compound ingredient. You feel me? That's the, it doesn't matter how it was made. That's like, let me just get some mayo. Yeah. You feel yeah, me? I, I don't necessarily care how it was made. <laughs> just give me some damn mayonnaise. You know what but I'm saying? Have you... I know everybody out there in the world don't know. Heavy-duty mayonnaise? It's that unbreakable shit. Oh, that, that come that, in the tub. That, the, the, the Elmer glue. <laughs> That shit be cocaine bro, way, bruh. Bro. And that shit will not break. Man, you can. Heavy-duty mayo in the five-gallon tub. No, ass. Some of the May, I made some chicken shit. salad with that shit. That shit tasted like 10 pounds. Bro, every tablespoon. I'm like, I'm like bruh. You eat about, what, like three bites and you full as hell? Like you build a house with that shit. Bro. <laughs> You could probably fix a fat tire with that shit. Yo, okay. Now I'm gonna tell so, I'm gonna tell the world something else. So if you ever went to a convention, um, let's say office convention, doctor's convention, some shit from work, and you had the shit catered, you probably had heavy duty mayonnaise. Honestly, how the hell do you think people cook all that fucking food? Do you think somebody's back there making mayonnaise by hand? I don't give a damn if they take, oh, it's our Chipotle mayo housemate. No, it's not. That shit came out of a 10-gallon tub. Oh, <laughs> And they put <laughs> they put Chipotle peppers in that shit. They drop pesto in that. It's nothing special, exactly. people. A lot of this stuff you can make at home. Right. Real shit. And it's not hard either. Like You can buy two things, store-bought, combine them together, make something amazing, and it's... The same shit that we do, depending on where you go, because some motherfuckers they just straight from scratch. I've been in places it's everything from scratch. It's good. You want to make lasagna? Each ingredient is yeah, from scratch. Exactly. So, it's, you know, it's levels a, to it. <laughs> I have a story about that about the lasagna. There's a restaurant I used to work for for like three and a half years. Mm-hmm. It's an Italian restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's one of those places where you go on the menu. You choose the pasta, then you choose your sauce and the maybe a protein of your choice if you want one, and we'll make it to order. Like the sauces mm-hmm. are made from scratch, nothing pre bought, 
and we'll make them in gallons, 22 gallons. And then we'll, like, make bolognese, pomodoro, amatriciana, fruity de mar. Oh, y'all have all them bitches. So we make uh, salsiccia. Like, we make all the sauces from scratch. And then even chicken marsala, we'll make that to order with fresh chicken, with mm. a marsala wine. We mm-hmm. do uh, we do piccatas you know, to scratch. And we do the uh, santan boca with the veal to, from scratch. Everything's made from scratch. We'll get fresh, like, real veal, veal cutlets, pound them out with the prosciutto, and put a sage between Ooh, them. That's old school, the thing is... But the thing is, the coolest thing about this place, minus, you know, granted, everything is from scratch, literally, like, virtually, except, like, mm. ketchup, mayo, and all that extra bullshit. I, of course. You I feel mean, me? Everything the from the bean from dip scratch. to the uh, homemade rolls to all the pasta sauces and pastas, that's what I was going to get to, all made from scratch. So Respect. the pasta itself, that experience where I was actually, right before I had quit the restaurant, they, they paid me literally double for three months just to help them keep up with pasta because the kid oh. who was making pasta is going to college. And they said it takes literally two weeks for this for that person to get trained up because you're going to be in charge with every single pasta in that restaurant. And I mind you, they have – they have uh, you gotta, you're in charge of making – some Italian grandmas sheets, in that bitch. Egg, that ass. Egg sheets, sun-dried tomato sheets, spinach sheets. You're in charge of making those. They're just sheet of pastas, right? Right, right. Because what we do is we make the pasta, and to order, if somebody wants a tagliatelle or uh, uh, fettuccine or whatever to cut they want, or pappardelle, uh, we put it to this machine and eat in the machine. Ha- it's like a, a a roller, and it's oh, on. Oh, and, and it, it rolls it a certain, right, right. A certain so way right, to make the shape. Right, so once you push it in, it just makes the pasta you want, and we got a pasta cooker behind her. It boils. You drop it in there and takes about like six, seven minutes to cook fresh oh, so pasta. It was a. I would hope it's a. Yeah, yeah that's super efficient because yeah. you just got to keep up with. Not saying it's simple, but you have to keep up with the dough. Right. And if all y'all do is make pasta and you make that shit from scratch, I can imagine. Yeah, that's a one man. That's all that motherfucker do is make yep. dough. But the machine sound cool as fuck. The machine is Italian made and it's shipped from Italy. It's thirty five thousand dollars. Shit. Because what it does, Shit. it's amazing. So when you make the actual dough, it's like you're making toilet paper. It rolls up like almost like a toilet paper. So mm-hmm. what do you do? You put whatever flour, eggs, whatever ingredients you put in there. It'll mix it up, and it forms a, it forms the dough. So you got to make sure the consistency of the dough is perfect. Mm-hmm. It took me about a week to figure out the right consistency. Once I know it was like you want it wet, not sticky, but not dry, because you, you want to be malleable and right. not crumple. So when you go like this, and if it actually forms a dough and stays shaped, perfect. Once you roll it, but if it starts breaking down, mm-hmm. not enough liquid, or you put too much flour, you know, whatnot. So once I figure that method out, that's when the machine starts spitting out the dough. So what it does, there's a white, uh, a little white stick, like a stick in front of it uh, to hold the dough. Right. So the dough starts coming out. It comes about like at least an inch and a half, two inches thick at first. Mm-hmm. It rolls out. And start rolling it like almost like a toilet paper. Right. And then I'll reattach it to this mechanism where I have dough coming in one way, but it comes out like a sheet of paper on the bottom. Oh, and then the machine, so it, it the machine cuts it, actually. What? So then I have to have these little white bins while it's feeding it to me. I have to layer there. Because you got to catch it and exactly. make sure it's layered yep. so it don't stick. And yep. then you have to basically so that was cool. throw it. Or start Mind you, you show up at 7 o'clock, you'll be done by like 2 o'clock max. But it's therapeutic because it's so dope because the machine's doing everything for you. True. You, you get, But you're just in charge of the filling and you're in charge of the dough consistency. Because the fillings that we put in our raviolis were fresh. 
Oh, we had crab. We had four cheese. Oh, so you had to make the filling, apple sausage, and the dough. Oh, fuck yeah, that was a whole job. It's lit. But the thing is, I wasn't in charge of the filling like the prep people are. They Mm. usually make it for me, and I just give them a recipe and they'll do it. And then I don't have to worry about that. But I'm in charge of making the dough. The dough takes a while because you had to do different batches. We also did short pasta. So we did pasta sheets for the machine to make you the long pastas like your pappardelle, fettuccine, tagatelle, tagalinis. And then you made um, short pastas like trecce, penne, rigatini, fusilli. So we had a set of those too. So then I changed the dial so the machine makes the dough. So the machine made the short pastas too? That motherfucker is amazing. So so once you make the dough, it feeds into this little pocket and then there's a little wheel where where it's a different attachments. It'll start and have different dials with the shape of the pasta. When it comes out and there's a blade that goes like this, it cuts the pastas in those little bite sizes and it rolls what? down the thing. What? That's cool as fuck. I have, <laughs> I have a video. It was on my old Facebook before I got hacked. It would have been dope. I wanted to show oh, you. Oh, man. That's I what I said. You got to send it to me so I can put I it on Instagram. But, oh, um, you suck. So I'll, I figure, I'll figure it out. I'll find out the what The ravioli part is fire. So you make two of those rolls of dough mm-hmm. on the first initial step. You have one in the back, one in the front, right? And you put it to this machine, it sucks the dough in. And then there's a giant tin uh, cylinder that's filled with the uh, filling that you made. And it's a compressor it that, go, that pushes oh. down. So it fills up the dough and it spits out to raviolis into two, like two strips. So it's coming so out like rolls. I have seen, that sounds like a bigger version. Because I believe I've seen a smaller one like that. It's pasta here, pasta yeah. here. And you feed it in. But it wasn't. The top wasn't a compressor because yeah. it was smaller. So it was almost like gravity almost. Right. You fed it in there, and then you controlled the flow of how right. the pasta was going. So if you had to stop and put more dough in or stuff it down a little bit, you can make sure that they were all mm-hmm. filled the same. Mm-hmm. But it got inconsistent because you get down to the end, and some of your raviolis wouldn't be filled all the way. But that machine sounds bomb as fuck. It does that. Just, it has those issues sometimes. Sometimes it won't seal the pocket. So you got to figure the, uh, the method out a little bit. You had to change the... The, the, uh, the the settings on there? Settings on there, adjust it so mm-hmm. they press in the seal it the right way. And then you have to control the amount of filling that it goes in, so you got to control that part. Um, so, yeah, I did that for about three months. Right before that, I was working in the kitchen, and I did everything. Mm-hmm. And it was a chain as it started, but the, the quality and the service that we give is almost like upscale, upscale feel, fine dining almost, you can say. I, w- I would say... The level of uh, skill that we actually brought into that kitchen when it comes to the food, I can actually say it was damn near fine dining, might as well say. It, I mean, it, it sounds like it. you make making fresh every, pasta. Everything. All the sauces from scratch. Everything, everything is fresh. When we used to do tuna tartare, we had fresh tuna steaks. We make those to order. We used to do uh, carpachos. Um, we did... Um, Carpacho. We also did make black ink pasta, like... Squidding, squidding pasta. Uh, I remember fucking a, with squidding. I a, remember that did, shit. We did the crab. It was the crab special. Mm-hmm. It was crab stuffed ravioli mm-hmm. with uh with the squid ink, and then uh and then um with the po- squid ink pasta, and right. then and it was served with a uh, a uh, crab dish. It was basically blue crab meat sauteed with some peas, some garlic, a pinch of red pepper flakes, okay, salt. kept it simple. Lemon juice, but then you deglaze it with some brandy. Ooh. Then you add some marinated cherry tomatoes. Ooh. 
Then you add a splash of cream. This. I have to make this at home. Cream now. and a little bit of butter. Let it reduce till it gets everything's combined. It becomes like a nice creamy crab sauce. You pour it over the uh, raviolis. The ravioli itself, the meat is very like herby. It's very f- bright. Mm-hmm. It's flavorful. Has a nice good acid balance in it. And then the sauce is like more savory, more deep. Because, you know, so the brandy it, give it, it that smoky yeah. flavor with the cream, and then you get it with the brandy crab. Brandy and cream works so good together. It is. It is. It's very underrated. Not many people do that brandy nowadays. Brandy and cream works A lot of so people say it's old school. It is old school. Shout out brandy and cream. It is old school, but it's good. It's delicious. It is. It, and you can buy squid ink, people. Um, You just have to look for it. It's more common than you think. You can make black breads, black pasta, but it does have a fishy smell. Definitely. It does. So it's best used for seafood. Very but expensive. You can buy squid ink if you're curious. Right. <laughs> well, if you if you do want to take the easy way route, you can always get black food ink. Oh, yeah. Food black, coloring. Yeah. I mean, I'm just letting. Black, that, that was, that, I was that'd be the most shortcut way, but the flavor <laughs> profile is definitely different. Yeah. Definitely. I was just told to explain more when right. I had conversations with people. Like, can I buy this? It's just only a chef thing. Right. So that's why when I have a conversation, it's like, okay, side note, you can buy this at the store. This yep. is simple, X, Y, Z. But really, you can learn damn near anything yeah, absolutely. from YouTube. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Period. You can learn anything and it was from like, Hey, how do you do YouTube? YouTube. Can you? YouTube. YouTube. I've had motherfuckers tell me that. Like, how do you do YouTube? It's like, did you really just tell me? You? It's like, bro, I'm busy. Just. Look it up on YouTube. I'm pretty sure you get. He's gonna say the same exact shit, mm-hmm. except on live video. Mm-hmm. Just find you a female, <laughs> something that's cute that'll catch your eye. But okay, yep. you sit there. I see. It's mm-hmm. a channel with some old Italian grannies, mm. bro. They be getting down. Now, I mean, these women look like they, they, they old. They up there. It's like they'll we, cut we, your we ass talking up. eighty. Hey, one of the times you go in the there. kitchen, you fuck something up. They'll cut you up. Some of them be this the table right here, and they yeah. be right here with their hand over the table, getting in the bowl, yeah. mixing the pots. I'm like, that's some old school shit right there. <laughs> Everything is by hand. Everything's from scratch, and I just feel myself just caught up in. You ever looked at some shit and you just be hypnotized? Like, wow, she's she's really getting in there, mm-hmm. and the shit just looked delicious. Like, I want some old Italian grandma food. That's why I remember a lot of their recipes still to this day, how to make the dough, the fillings, and the um, sauces. Um, sometimes I make them at home. And then they be like, oh, my God. My, one of my favorite sauces is the Basciola. It's the wild mushroom cream sauce with sweet peas and uh, spicy Italian ham. It's called Basciola? Yeah. I've had that, but, I, well, I'm not saying it's not called Basciola. Right. I'm just saying when you described it, I've had it. Right. And I don't remember it being called Basque. It's probably some other shit. They ain't want to call it Basqueola. You know how restaurants oh, are. Oh, yeah, like, oh we'll just make it sound fancy. Nigga, right. that's right. <laughs> right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like when they say, like, okay, we're going to serve this pansier uh, rabbit legs <laughs> on the top of some puree potatoes. I was like, you mean mashed potatoes? Mashed potatoes. Oh, my God. I be telling her that she go out with her friends. And she'll be like, well, look at the menu. Now she tells me to look at the menu because I'll be telling her shit when we go out. I'm like, don't get that shit. Don't get that shit. Don't get that shit. If we paying for this shit, we're going to get something that I'm not going to make at home. <laughs> <laughs> like, why get some shit where I literally be like, if you wanted that, I could have fucking made it. Exactly. So get something that's like, oh, no, I ain't fucking with that. There ain't no way in hell I'm doing that shit at home. <laughs> so I'll be telling her. And so now when she go out with her friends, she'll be like, look at this menu. What do you think I should get? And I go over that shit. 
I'd be like, well, that's just cheese. <laughs> that's mustard. Um, homemade ketchup, you know, some people had good ketchup. Some people don't have good ketchup. Blueberry pancakes. Mm-hmm. So it depends if they make their bread there or they get their bread somewhere else. And then she showed me a picture. I'd be like, nah, they ain't make that shit. <laughs> <laughs> if but, it looks too consistent, you right? know that bitch store bought. You need that shit lopsided. Right. But I'll be breaking stuff down to her and she's like, oh. I was like, yeah, the whole point is to get you to buy it by making it sound more extravagant than right. what it is. And that's, I understand it's a hustle. I get it. But from a chef going out somewhere, I ain't feeding into that bullshit. Yeah. Honestly, you can never go wrong with a burger. Facts. I always tell her when in doubt, you don't know if you want, want to be paying for this or if it's worth it. Just get a fucking burger. Right. Just, if you fuck up a burger, you trash. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I gave oh. you a simple task. Everybody else at the table got all this weird shit that you I probably only make two rare, of. Medium rare burger, please. I asked for a burger. That was it. And they fucked And you up. still fucked that up. I don't even want to try anybody else's food. Because if you fucked up my burger. What temp did you want it? Oh, I usually go medium. Medium. I don't go any higher than medium. I mean, uh, mid-rare depending on the meat. Obviously, quality. You Anywhere know, else you get steak from, ladies and gentlemen, from Waffle House, make sure that shit dead five times. I said, every time I order, I well every time done. I get steak and eggs, I said, can I get my well done? Matter of fact, if y'all got a deep fry, Killed can you twice. Can you? I said, if you got to throw that bitch in a hot ass dishwashing machine, that probably kill everything. Cook that kill bitch. Kill it like twice, me. please. You feel me? Shoot thin ass fucking steak. You feel me? That shit end up tasting like damn beef jerky. Like, literally. Man. But. <laughs> in places like that, you might as well. Because I remember I had my dumb ass like, oh, yeah, let me get my um, steak and egg medium rare. Had that shit. That shit did not look right. I was like, fuck it. I ate it. Bro, this is one of them minute nope. steaks. Nope. They take they take a normal steakhouse steak, and they cut that motherfucker eight times and get eight. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fucking but minute steak, nigga. You done. Mid-rare is the way to go. That's my favorite. Mid-rare, I'm... On, on it really depends. Good it depends. It. I'll fuck with prime rib mid rare. The best you quality you won't catch me eating a burger mid rare though. Yeah. Prime rib mid rare. New York mid rare. I'll fillet. I go fillet mid rare. I eat mid rare burgers as long as the patties are made in house, not store bought mm-hmm. ground beef, mm-hmm. as everything's fresh. Because I don't like how some consistency it is from a couple of places, even places they use high quality meat. Like, I had some Wagyu burger packs. That was good. It was pre-ground, whatever. Obviously, it's going to be good. But then I had some stuff from, you know, from Cisco I didn't really enjoy. It just tasted weird. The con- the, con- the, cons- yeah. the fat, the marbling yeah. is just ass. Like, you, you could have you could have a, a 70-20 type thing or 70-10, whatever, and it's still trash. Yeah. I'm <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then when you order stuff from purveyors, because I worked at a place, they ordered from every... Every fucking purveyor in existence they ordered from that motherfucker. You had the ability to get whatever the fuck you wanted for the most part. Yeah, imagine Gordon Ramsay going, where do you get your food from? <laughs> Everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> we got stuff from Man. Georgia down the street. What? Chefs would go to local what? farms. Like, they would just drive around, go to farms, Cisco. like, yeah, let's try your cheese. Heard <laughs> you make goat cheese. Cisco. Heard you make goat cheese. <laughs> Heard you make honey. <laughs> and they would just get local shit from As Georgia. I go to the bodega down the street, that you <laughs> do got everything. He'd be stealing that shit from Sam's Club oh, and selling that spices? shit for. Yeah. Five hours less. Yeah. 
I remember I could, going to an Indian no, market the for most, spices. You know, I actually called out one of them guys. I came in that bitch, right? I said, I want some water. Let me get a packet of water for the house, right? I turned around. You know, I was thinking Dasani, Nestle, or some bullshit. That bitch said great value. I looked dead at him. I'm like, <laughs> you know this damn well ain't no six goddamn dollars, boy. And I, and I did my lips like he this. Gave, He's like, what do you mean? I was like. He gave you. He tried to sell you great value for six. I was like, I was like, I looked it up on my phone. I was like, Walmart is selling it for four dollars. So can you match that shit, bro? He's like, that's where it came from. No, he's like, he's like, shit. I was like, what? He's like, thank you for telling me because I was wondering why people didn't want to buy water from me like that no more. Yeah, because like, you buying mean, it from Walmart bro, and then double reselling it. It's legal. It says do not resell. <laughs> and your Punjabi ass was like. You know what? Let me make an extra dollar. Let me reset this water for six dollars. They're not gonna six dollars, bro. They think we stupid. Or, oh, don't worry. I'm not racist. I love Indian people. I'm sorry, guys. Oh, I, I mean, you. I, I make I make fun of people. <laughs> I mean, I don't make fun of people in the evil way. I make fun of people like motherfucker was doing some dirty shit. So I'm making fun of his ass. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm at work in the Mexicano, say something funny. I'm gonna make fun of his ass. But, I mean, <laughs> it ain't nothing me. I, I think I love everybody. I don't give yeah, a fuck. Exactly. You, as long as you cool, we cool. <laughs> right. Let's see. What is your favorite dish? My favorite dish made Ooh. in your entire okay, career. Look. Now, now that you say that, wait a minute, hold on, because you, oh come you, on, start, you got to, you got to, you got to make the parameters hey, though. Hey, 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 you got to make the situation. You got to make, make it dramatic. Parameters. Make it dramatic. You, you got to play something. Make it dramatic. I don't, I don't know if I have anything dramatic. What, what no I? God. No, that's not dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong button. Excuse uh, me, sir. <laughs> I don't think I have dramatic. I gotta get. Not that I like that one though. I don't have nothing dramatic on here though. But you know what? Now that you say that. I was talking about having a segment on the show that is favorite foods that you would eat and make. So if you say it's your favorite food, you have to be able to make it. You can't say pizza if you never made a fucking pizza. I'll slap the hell out of you say that shit. So the fuck you, man. My favorite, my favorite food always. It's so it's so much shit. Like I made so much stuff, but I can say I'm gonna tell you what my basic bitch food is, and it'll be chicken marsala. Chicken marsala is easy, it's cheap, and you can do damn near anything to it. Favorite food of all time, though, I would have to say. That you made. That I've made? Not what you ate. <laughs> that I've made. But what you ate is a whole nother story. Yeah, what you made. Like, what is the favorite dish you ever made to this day that you will make over and over again? You know, I tell you, but I, I guarantee you never had it. What is it? Duck confit fried rice. Duck confit fried rice. Wait. Yeah. I mean, we, I had it as a family meal. Does that count? Okay, we can count. We can count that. You had okay. it. You had okay. it. But duck no, confit. No, one of the Mexicans made it with some fried duck, rice. Don't come. We actually had duck confit leftovers. Mm-hmm. And we that's used that. exactly what it was. And then use the fat to fry the rice. That shit. Oh, was that's the thing. They didn't use duck fat. They they use duck fat. They just use uh, reg- they use beef fat or regular butter. Oh no, nah, this was old school made. Oh wow, the old school way, like in the pan, in the cooler with the duck fat over the top. Like, so we had some that was left. You know, the special then is is done. Like, what's left is is no point in trying to sell right. it. You only got right. two three orders. Right. So I took that shit and I made I made family meal. I was like, ooh. You know, we got rice left over from the soup. So why don't I just, man, I made fried rice. 
and then put the duck fat in there and drop the egg, it was magical. Like, I wish I had an Instagram that shit because it was magical. <laughs> duck confit fried rice Oof. is one of my favorites. Second to that would have to be Korean fried chicken with Gokujang. Oh, yes. So, like, Gokujang hot wings would have to be right under that. I yes. call I call it red crack. Yes. Like, there when, when I was a manager, I called it red crack. I was like, go bring the red crack it, out of the cooler. It is very good. It's very good. It's, it's like, fucking delicious. It's like a Trump. It's a Korean Trump card. It's, it's the best of both worlds. It's that and Tangjang. Gochujang mm-hmm. is the best. You got it's the, the sweet, soybean. Hot. Right. It's, it's like not too sweet, not right. too hot. It's like that perfect balance right. where it's just like, what the fuck is this shit? Right. Right. It's the Trump card. It's fucking delicious. Oh, that was my phone. Oh, I thought I heard somebody else screaming in the head. So I'm like, bro. Nah, it's my phone. Bro, you got <laughs> the fuck? Is there a ghost? <laughs> no, like, no. Speak to me, spirits. No, fuck that. Up here in the If corner. it's a ghost in this motherfucker, I need him to pitch in on rent. If you in here, slap Justin right now. Pay me. <laughs> you gonna bring ching your ching. spiritual hey, ass in here in my house ching, ching. and slap me? Nigga, pay me. You I'm a ghost? So, I can't see you, but I'll sue your ass. I need rent, nigga. Where you staying? I need rent. I'm gonna charge you. In you the d- spirit world. You move in my air. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but that's dope. That's cool. That sounds delicious. That uh you ever seen Food Wars? Yeah. yeah. All, all season, all five seasons? No. I'm going to be honest, no. But I can. I mean, is it a certain. That's fire, bro. What, what happened? It's just, you get so into It's like cooking. You understand it. Like, you, one episode shows and then the way it ends, but oh shit, what's going to happen next? What's going to mm-hmm. happen? It's continuous mm-hmm. thing. And then every recipe that they make is real when they b- describe what it is. And English subtitles is actually every ingredient. You can actually make it. And, um, and then I've seen people actually put it on YouTube where they actually take the ingredients from Food Wars and make it live. And well, it's real. You know who do some crazy shit? And I hope I'm saying his name right. Babish. I don't even mind saying his name on my podcast. He's amazing. Uh, Benjamin with Babish. He makes the food off of TV. Like, Bob. He one time he did a, a few episodes where he made Bob's Burgers. Like, you know how Bob's Burgers have the burger of the mm-hmm. day or whatever. He actually made some of those crazy ones. Mm. He did the dish from the Sopranos that they made in jail where they cut the garlic with a razor blade. Like, he's he's fucking cool. And one video, he was playing Return of the Mac in the background. And after that, I was like, yeah, I like this dude already. Yeah. I was like, Return of the Mac? I haven't heard that shit since the 90s. <laughs> right? Hey, that's me every Saturday morning during brunch. I'll be in there Bruh. playing the 80s and 90s all day. I'll be in there and be like... Dun, 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 so, dun, dun, dun. I, I was <laughs> So... What's the? You got to answer the same question. What's right. your? Give me three. Um, three. Oof. That you that you make. This like you told me, with, you got to make the motherfucker. With the whole you can. I said one dish. This man said I gave you three. I said three. Uh, glass boy. Like, yeah, 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 I did. Yeah, yeah. I said <laughs> Korean wing. They ain't got to be difficult. The <laughs> wings. Right, you. Oh, got, you know I'm what? Ramen. We throw ramen in there. Oh, ramen. Wings, ramen, and duck confit fried rice. Right. Those those uh, those are my three that I make and love. Um. My favorite, my favorite, my favorite. Yeah, you got to oh, make it, though. shit. I know, I know. How you going to hit me with the question? You can't answer yourself. No, there's so many things. I just That's don't know. That's the same I shit know. I just said. No, fine, 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 fine. I'm going to close my eyes, reach in the goodie bag, <laughs> and just grab whatever the fuck I grab first. Whatever come out of my mouth, whatever, bro. Hurt. hurt. <laughs> whatever comes out of your mouth, hurt. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> 
Pause, granddad. <laughs> Pause again. Nigga, you gay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, homo you back there with my damn belt. Hey, <laughs> say. <laughs> hey, <laughs> pause. <laughs> that shit had me crying, bro. Anyway, oh, back shit. to the schedule broadcast. Yes, yes. Back to right. <laughs> All right. Back to um, question at hand. Um, I actually like this dish that I just made recently for my girlfriend that I live with right now. Okay. Um, by the way, Ooh, her name is Nia. She is an awesome, awesome anime loving woman. Oh, she's yeah. great. Anywho, shout outs to her. Um, Everybody loves anime. I love facts, anime. Facts. Since before it was cool to love facts. anime. She, uh, <laughs> so went to Whole Foods, and I was mm-hmm. like, I'm going to go look around because we had, I forgot what protein I had used with that, I want to say. I want to say it was pork. It might have been pork chop. It might have been pork chop, honestly. Okay, I respect but, that. Uh, I love it's, pork and chop. it's a pasta dish, too. So I was like, I want to make something different. I want to make something robust, something deep. Earthy, just something fall fallish feel mm-hmm, to it. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, let me go. So I'm walking around each aisle. I came across a whole section of dry mushrooms, and they had every single I got wild some mushroom in the pantry right dry. now. What kind? <laughs> all it's a mixture. Yeah, it's like, from France. Oh, fire! <laughs> oh, wee wee! <laughs> right, <laughs> Monsieur, would you like some shrooms? <laughs> That's so right. Ra- we're so racist. <laughs> so is Mick was they were oh, yeah, dry so, mushrooms yeah, or dry fresh mushrooms? They're dry. They're dry. They're dry. Um, I had got some. Um, what was that? Not criminy. Uh, shoot, I forgot the name of that wild mushroom. Um, it's not criminis. No. my taki, um, shy taki. No, 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 no Japanese, no Asian. <laughs> flutes were they flutes? No, morels, Mor- dry yeah. morel mushrooms. So I ended up, what I did was made a quick mushroom stock. So we did, you know, steep it in some water, added some aromatics in there, and some uh, some thyme, some rosemary, some black peppercorn, and crushed some, smashed some garlic, and let it s- just simmer in there for like 20 minutes till it reduces, get concentrated. I, uh, I, fort- I, fort- I fortified it about twice. You know, I respect that. At a fast pace. I didn't put it on low. It was just boiling. Compl- like, oh, yeah. You, you was right. at home. Right. I, I get so it. I you that. ain't got time to let that um, shit go for four hours and shit. Um, and then I had some pork chop. Just had it marinated. And I just seared it in some skillets. And then um, had, I just hard seared it on each side. Put it to the side. Let it rest. I was going to finish it in the sauce. I uh, respect that. So for the sauce method, I had some shallots and some garlic. So I had sweated those down with some butter. Then I had um I wanted some uh some different elements but using odd resources not from the typical because most pasta dishes what do they use for acid mostly either a red sauce is gonna be tomatoes L- tomato oh, lemon right white sauce is gonna be you know lemon or wine so I went for an odd approach I added uh a mi- I added some olives. And I oh. added a little bit of capers just to give it that pop. Oh, okay, so, I see what you did there. So you know they both have that briny, salty, vinegary. So basically, you, you just there. got three Is elements in one. So when you season, you don't have to season this heavy. Now you're getting that ele- flavors. It's from all in the all sauce, natu- right? I respect so that. So I added that, let it cook down a little bit. You know, mix it with the butter, the garlic, and the shallots. Mm-hmm. And then I added the uh, I had I had cut up some of the uh, morel mushrooms. So now it's cooked, it's hydrated, it's soft, it's going to be tender and juicy. So I diced it up. So it added that real strong, earthy flavor. 
And then and I cooked that down for a bit. Then I had some um, Chardonnay, left dry Chardonnay. Then I started deglazing in the pan. Then once I started making that, I made like a quick like a broth, you know, with the with the uh, stock and mm-hmm. the uh, and the white wine. I made a little quick like a broth. Mm-hmm. Then I added some butter and made a quick Bermonte. Respect. So respect. Once the sauce binds up, you know, got the pasta. I didn't toss wait, the pasta in there because I minute. wanted the sauce to be. You got to tell people Bermonte. You got to tell them what, what you Bermonte did. Tell them what you did. As a French method where you just combine a form of liquid preferably stock with butter on high heat so you have the liquid like chicken stock for instance or broth you have a simmering and you add butter in there so what the butter does it tones down the cooking process and the fat and the liquid starts emulsifying on its own you you help basically you're trying to make something creamy Creamy. or thick with butter so you gotta cut. You gotta time it right because if exactly. you go too much, the butter is gonna it'll basically break. break and it'll be greasy. Right. So essentially, you're finishing something with butter to make it creamy and it thicker, together. get exactly. a nice consistency. That, right. That's all. But keep going. We just we had, <laughs> nobody knows what the fuck that oh, yeah. is. <laughs> My apologies. My amateurs. So we got we got the sauce. We throwing the pork chops in there. Yep, and then you um let it simmer. Cook the pork chops for another minute because you you want a nice medium. It was a nice, really nice cut pork chops, fresh, okay. fresh cuts, and um, you cook them nice to you know medium, mm-hmm. mid well. Mm-hmm. You don't want it too dry. Mm-hmm. And then once it's done, you know, slice them on the bias, set it on the pasta with the sauce. That was one of my which, favorite pasta. What you had with it was it? You, it was a. Uh, she wanted short pasta. I wanted a a, a nice tagliatelle, something long that I hold in the sauce. Right. But she wanted a short pasta, so I figured something where I ended up getting some. Um, Should have gave her some didalini <laughs> here. Yeah. <laughs> Short enough. <laughs> so I ended up um, getting some kind of short pasta from Whole Foods while we was there. It was fr- they just made it that day, so I only bought Whole the ones Foods that they made in house. So I bought that. With it was very good. Ass. <laughs> that was hilarious. I still love them. Whole Seriously, Foods be on it with their pricey ass. That's, that's only buy certain things. I know it's worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was my favorite pasta dish I made recently. That was just actually a month ago. Okay. Um, my favorite seafood dish I had, I made this special at Gary's Bistro that's not open anymore. It was owned by a lawyer, and I used to work <laughs> there for a little while. It was open. <laughs> Don't worry, guys. So I didn't know. He was like, oh, yeah. got to <laughs> drop this case. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Legally, you can't do shit. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, so working there, I was able to express myself. That's when I started getting into the finer foods field. I was so Respect. caught up with the with the um, corporate world and everything's repetitive. That was my first chef-driven restaurant I ever worked. Mm. And the chef gave me an opportunity to make a special, so I made one. It was a Moroccan amberjack over a bed of... Uh, of a uh, uh, vegetable rice pilaf, you bastard, and a, a coconut curry sauce. God damn! And me. fried a. I had julienne some of the the green leaves of the leeks, mm. like the, the tender parts, mm. and I fried them, and that was the garnish on top of the fish. Motherfucker, that shit sounded. Like, you had me at Moroccan and amberjack. Now, granted, I would do a different fish. But I understand Amberjack that, was always have, the cheapest right. shit on the list. So the like, chef, the chef, you always said, had Amberjack. He just said the task to it is he's like you know Amberjack can get tough really quick mm-hmm. if you don't if you don't you have to cook in a slow heat method. You can't cook it fast. 
So he's like, it'll get really tough. So he's like, what are you going to do? So what I did was um, uh, I ended up quick poaching them. So what I did was I ah. had, I had um, some vinegar, you know, but I had a lot of aromatics in there also. Um, so I let it poach yeah. in there. Yeah. Well, I let it poach in there for a couple minutes, and then I finish it off. I grill it, mm-hmm. and I finish it off in the oven, and it cooked perfectly. But you have to time it perfectly because if you leave it in there an uh, extra two, three minutes, it'll dry out. Yeah, it's over. You have to be it's spot over. on. So once you do, it's actually very juicy. It was tender. What I did was I rubbed the Moroccan spice I had created. I forgot the ingredients in that one. Sorry, it's so guys. much stuff in Moroccan. But I mean, exactly. So it was very, all I can remember, it was has a good spice pop. It was very bold. And when I made that crust, it just, when the heat and the seasoning touch. The aroma, the flavor. You know how you Oh, act? yeah, it's very uh, Moroccan food. Is, oh, hey, you smell hey, it five blocks away. And remember, guys, seasoning your oil is very important when it comes to cooking. You season your oil, the flavor will be impeccable. Mm. You can use such as fresh garlic, black peppercorns, any form of dry herbs. You What do you, you do? You somebody burn their house down because they frying... <laughs> <laughs> they frying garlic. We're supposed to season it. It's garlic black as shit. You feel me? <laughs> but the thing is, it's okay. That's what I'm telling people. You're not eating the garlic. All you want is the garlic flavor. But right. If it tastes right, like true. straight ash, then yeah, you, I don't know how. To, if you burn oil to the point where it tastes like ash, what the you fuck? Say is it like it's if, not, it, you say it like it's not. You saying it from no, a chef's mindset. It, like, like, how could you do that? There are normal people who will fuck shit up. Like, yeah. I know oil's supposed to be hot, but how do you burn oil? That's the thing, bro. It's, uh, you know how many grease fires there are? That's what I'm saying. They, just, just, they sit, it starts to smoke, and then all of a sudden, whoosh, it's like, really? That's what I tell how people. You just... When you put the pan in, make sure it's dry. The dishwashers don't do that. You get a saute pan. <laughs> before you put it on the ice, make sure you wipe that bitch with a damn towel. You know how many times I was in the expo window one time? I was sitting there, I was like, all right, you got three salmon, two scouts walking in, heard. All of a sudden, flame on. <laughs> it's like, bro. I look, uh, he looked, and he's like, what the fuck? I was Don't like, you got a towel? I was like, the was there fucking, fucking water in the pan? He's like, I'm not sure. I was like, yes, the fuck it was. Dry your pants from now on. I mean, the dishwasher's moving. They ain't got time you to dry. You know what I'm saying? Do if you, a if, little extra. If you don't have time to turn around and wipe your damn pants, turn that bitch on hot, let that shit sit for a second, get it hot, then mm-hmm. put the oil in there. Mm-hmm. Guarantee your timing Jeez. will be different. <laughs> right. Burning your damn eyebrows off, looking like a side of a butt cheek. <laughs> looking like Zordon. That, that man shit. looking like Zordon. That pan got like a half cup of water in that bitch. You putting oil in it. It's like, Ooh, we bruh. turn around. Rangers. <laughs> That that is, oh, I've Bro. seen that shit. Um, I've seen that shit so many times. So so I did that, and it's just I figured it out somehow. That was like my most my first completed dish I ever made that actually came really well, and I sold out. I, they had ten fillets left mm-hmm. from a previous special, and they said get rid of it. So I did it. They sold out. Everybody loved it. One lady didn't like it because she thought it was too hot, but she was very sensitive. Mm-hmm. But everybody else loved it because the whole idea was the uh, the coconut curry sauce. Was the the counter for the heat that you get from the spices, right? right. You know, then the rice will take in the additional heat, the and then you got the fried uh, chips everybody. on top. That's the extra fat that kind of coats, you know, coats the spices mm-hmm. and all that. Mm-hmm. So I know that dish is the, when you was describing that shit. I was like, that dish is amazing. I already ate it. My only gripe <laughs> with Amberjack 
is sometimes they have the worms. Like when you're butchering Amberjack, mm-hmm. you really have to go through and make sure you pull out any worms. Now, worms, people, they're natural. It de- definitely depends on where you get the Amberjack from, but parasites in fish are natural. They occur. You just don't see it because they take it out before it's on display at the store or the restaurant. And if you ever experience anything like that, you got to question yourself, where the hell you buying your food from? True. I have never seen anything like when people say, you never seen a worm in an amberjack? Everything I've been getting is fresh. I've never seen worm in no fish, except oh, in school. Fresh. I saw it in school. It was fresh. I pulled it out of the ice, homie. No, <laughs> no, no, I mean, no, I mean, I mean, in like, I haven't seen a parasite at all. Like, it never oh, I've happened. seen no, a I few. I've never seen it. I've seen a few, especially in oysters. The little crabs. You never mm-hmm. popped an oyster and seen that little motherfucker in there chilling. It's like, you still alive? Wow. That's crazy. I'm going to cook your little ass. <laughs> Extra protein, texture. Motherfucker be that? orange. What's that? Cho- it's a like cartilage. A <laughs> it's, it's just a fat. And what is that stringy? It's like a, a fat. An orange quarter, the motherfuckers be you like that me? big. Oof. Yeah. This, but, um, but, yeah, that was my second. My third... I want to say this is a tough one. Oh. <laughs> Come on, bro! All the, you can you can slack because your first two, your first two were hardcore. Your first two was some chef, you know, this some anniversary or we going out. But I mean, I would make that just okay. on an off day. But All your right. first two uh, were amazing. Okay, my favorite burger I ever made is actually I. This restaurant I ran for four years in Athens. Whoop, whoop. The burger. There's all this rights is for this restaurant in Athens. I'm not trying to take his name or nothing. <laughs> you know, y'all not getting money out of my ass. I'm broke as fuck. <laughs> that is- I love you guys. I know you would assume me. Just going to be practicing. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, the name of this burger is called Portnado. I like it already. Okay. I like uh, it already. Virtually everything from... Top on through the bottom on is from scratch, except one ingredient. But we took a shortcut, but it came out beautiful. I All respect right. that. Ain't so nothing wrong with that. Basically, let me start from the top and bottom. The buns are made out of fresh homemade buns. All the bread that we had made in that restaurant was freshly made, like the bread to make the grilled cheese, the burger buns. Um, all the desserts, like the cheesecakes and all that's from scratch every morning. Um, and then. 95% of the recipe on the menu is a it's a gastropub. You know, it's a gastropub. Okay. It's a, a, gas, I've it's a gastropub. It's a gastropub. You know, high-end bar food, but it's not your typical bar food. I've been to some high You, you know what Boy, I'm saying? they get high. Oh, like, very, You talk very, about $30 cocktails yes, and shit yes. with bitter. Oh, yes. my. And places like that is actually worth it because some the style of it's cooking they do, it's cool. It's, it's an very experience. cool. You get that laid-back bar feel, but then the food is like... When you start hitting that two hundred dollar a person, it's it's an experience. Uh, two hundred oh. a person? That kind of hurt my head a little bit. <laughs> Oof, my wallet just said nah. Yeah, get your hands away Imagine from me, boy. Five hundred dollars for two people. The wallet run away from my eyes, boy. looking at me like, bitch, you got me fucked up. You know, you grown, grown when you got tabs like that. <laughs> and they say, they say, how much was that shot? Thirty dollars. When you uh, up there in them hundred ladies, shit. if he dropping a hundred dollars a person when y'all go out, mm-hmm. he he might be a keeper. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, hundred dollars a person, that's up there. 
Mm-hmm. We we didn't weed it out all the low end chains. Mm-hmm. We talking about when you open a menu. Oh, that's forty two dollars. Right. Oh, there's no price next to that. Oh, okay, everything's a la carte. So the mashed potatoes are separate. <laughs> I can't get onions and mushrooms on my steak. The separate. That's a separate thing. Okay. Um, Bernays is separate. <laughs> like everything yeah, separate. separate. Yeah, it's all in cart like a motherfucker. Like yeah. you'd be like, oh, this shit's only twelve dollars. But you, if you just that, that's all you're getting. It's like, like, that's oh, chicken breast only twelve dollars. Oh, I bet that comes with two sides. That's get a chicken breast with a parsley leaf. A little six <laughs> ounce farm raised, non GMO eating looking ass motherfucker. It has all its feathers when they kill that bitch, and then they make you spend a six dollars for one goddamn breast, and that shit's the Barely bigger than the palm of your hand. Man. It might be the most tender, juiciest flavored chicken you ever had. Oh, yeah. But then you look at your wallet, but bro, $6. English spring peas. They water is $10. Onions. They use alkaline. Who the fuck said I want alkaline water? Watermelon and watercress salad. <laughs> <laughs> you got tomato fritz with a tomato gastric. Oh, French, French fries and cheese. ketchup. <laughs> Homemade honey from the roof. Like, it'd be shit that's extra. You'd be like, Pants here, Farm Hill, <laughs> born and raised in the gutter, fried chicken. Yardbird. Yeah. <laughs> we got Yardbird from John down the street. <laughs> got that goddamn. It's organic. <laughs> and then when they start scratching their head, you know they about to lie like a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> when you see a dude about to explain stuff, he's seeing scratching his head, they see what happened was. <laughs> you bought a lot. You go here. Look. look here, son. <laughs> but a hundred dollars a person, that's that's yeah, that's up there. That's yeah. some you're de- if you don't enjoy yourself when you spend a hundred dollars a person, right. you shouldn't pay. Right. It's real shit. If they fucked your food up and you had a place where you dropping a minimum of a hundred dollars a person, you should not pay. I agree. I'm just being real. I totally agree, man. I mean, we spend the average thirty dollars is low for us. Definitely. People think it's pricey, but they're so used to buying those two-for-one specials that, you know. <sighs> yeah, it's a different on, world. Bro. Like, it's it's different. You know, when I gave up on straight up, I gave up on, like, quick chain-style food. Was I went to this one restaurant. I wanted a burger. I swear to you, I gave them four temperatures, bro. <laughs> bro. <laughs> it's to the point where it's, you can't virtually fuck this up, dog. It went from medium. Okay. Came out well done. It's cool. Can I get my mid rare? Well done. It's cool. Third time. Yeah, can I get my rare? Can you just harsh here for two seconds on each side and give it to me? Well done. So I got up, you know, I got I, I looked at him. He's saying I, 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 I he's saying bag and burgers. They all well done. Bro. Dead ass. And I'm sitting there like, all right, he's either in my back of my mind, he's either sandbagging or the meat just super oxidized and they just cooking some old ass meat. You can't see the temp. Right, when that shit right. is gray, it's going to be well done. As soon as you take it out the pack, it's well done. I don't like how that tastes either. I've had those. You feel me? It's like they just straight Michael Jackson your ass. It went from <laughs> perfect red to gray. Mm-hmm. He's, like, he's like, yeah, I'm real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get serious now. I'm gonna be one color all the way through, and I don't, it, I don't fuck anyway. With so I don't fuck with that shit. So I'm sitting there. I was scratching my head, looking at the uh, server. I'm like, man, can I speak to the manager? The manager came, and I told him, I said, look, I don't know what kind of cooks you got back there. I cook myself. I know my temp. I wanted it rare. 
I was like, you know what Ray's like? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like hard chance. Like, exactly. What does it look like? He's like, he had his <laughs> head down. And I was like, I'm going to ask you one thing to do for me. You know, I was like, I'm not trying to get my tab comp to nothing. I want food. But do this one favor. Check the quality of the meat for me if it's oxidized or not. Because I feel like this meat has to be oxidized. Because I know your cooks ain't that stupid to pay fourteen fifty an hour to sear some two, six ounce patties that'll cook in five minutes. Right. Where you can make it to temp to whatever I want. And if it comes out well done, well, I want it the more raw and it's still well done, that's a problem. So he went and checked, came back, slow as hell. <laughs> I don't even know He's how to like, tell this nigga. He said, yeah, the mood. Then he said, yep, the meat is past due. It was oxidized. We apologize. He's like, the entire tab is on me. Y'all get whatever y'all want. I don't care how much y'all spend. He's like, but just don't break 200, please. I was like. <laughs> All right. That is just don't so break you know two hundred. I told everybody to stop eating. We all want the uh we all want salmon. We all want your best shots of whiskey. <laughs> we want we want at one of we each want dessert. That platter for you know everybody. what I'm saying? Dead, dead at bros. We had a everybody we had a little tasting at our table for free. Right. So even though the food was still shit, but it was free. So we, we got free. drunk. Fuck we it. we drunk ate the food. So we enjoyed it because oh, we got drunk. You drunk. You, you for free. Drunk. It me? was just salt. And we left. <laughs> we left, right? And then um he came up to me. He's like, Are you he's like he's like, Were you working in the kitchen? I was like, Yeah, he's like, We looking for another chef. This guy don't give a fuck he's doing. You want a job? I was like, nah, I'm good. Nah, nah, fam. I was like, you got some idiots in there. I was like, the chef ain't cooked that food. He could be the dumbest motherfucker in the damn kitchen, but the line cook cooked it. I had and him up. <laughs> I was like, I was like, he was like, damn. And then he 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 muttered, he's like fucking Jose. I was like, Oh, he's one of them. Yeah. I said, well, tell Josue to make sure he checks the quality of meat. Not everything is good, bro. Mm-hmm. True. But, you know, it, 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 shit it was bad. It just- I respect that. I mean, all of your dishes sound fucking amazing. The Moroccan fish sounds fucking amazing. I want to do that. It's good. And the pork with the capers sounds fucking amazing. It's good. The, the, mushrooms, mushrooms, the mushrooms will actually set it all off, man. It was- I have dry mushrooms. I'm going to try that one. I had um, I'm, um, probably one of the most unique dishes I made was for brunch. I did it for Nine Mile, mm-hmm. and then um, it was an omelet special. I wanted to do a lobster. So it was an egg egg dish. Yeah, so I did a French omelet, but um, I perfected the technique where I can create a smooth uh, omelet where it's still bright yellow with no burnt like cooked egg marks on there. You gotta take your time. And it's like silky. Mm-hmm. So, but the thing was, in order for me That's to like do perfect. that, the ingredients I'm using has to be very simple and uh, minimal, bare minimum amount of ingredients, but has to hit every note that you're looking for. So what I used was, uh, uh, some, we had some fresh lobsters because we did a lobster roll special. We had mm-hmm. some lobster meat left over. So what I did was I did a quick um, a, a butter poach with butter and brown and sage. So I made the butter brown with the sage, and I tossed the lobster meat in there really quick. Ooh. And then let it sit. And then I basically cooked the uh, omelets till it gets to that perfect consistency where it's still silky smooth, and it's forming that thick layer that I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Then I sprinkled some um, fresh diced tomatoes, and I added the uh, fancy lobster meat inside, folded it, plated it, and then I um, added a lobster claw on top. Fancy. I topped it with a citrus Mornay sauce. 
super fancy. I learned. That's what I'm telling you. Super I kind of wish fancy. I had this mindset back in college. I would have been kicking everybody's ass. But then, super fucking fancy. Now, when I was younger and I look back then, I'm like, why didn't I want to cook like that before? Because it takes. I was in the bar food more at that gradual time. Incline. I, like, I want to cook that. I still that love bar shit. food. I, mean, I make bar food in a minute. Nigga, that should be delicious. Oh, but I didn't get to finish the portnado burger. I just remember. You didn't finish right, the portnado so, burger. All right, so the buns. Sorry, guys. House made buns. House made buns. We got that Ma- part. It's made with popcorn. The buns are made with popcorn. So basically, what? they do the pastry chef. I think she, I want to say she did. Two parts popcorn, one part flour. What? So she grounded up some fresh popcorn, right? And then, what? and then she, you know, um, and then she'll fold it into the uh, flour dough. So what it does, the popcorn creates air pockets in the dough, right. so where it makes it very fluffy and light. And then you know what's the cool part about it is, you you know how they butter it before mm-hmm. you toast and fry. That smells like popcorn. And then, so we did that. It's like a fat kid exactly. dream right there. And then the sauce, it was bacon mayo. That was the one we took a shortcut. Fucking lovely. It was the heavy-duty Cisco mayo. <laughs> we cook off apple cider. We use uncured apple cider bacon that's made mm-hmm. uh, locally in Athens. Mm-hmm. And it renders a really good amount of fat. So we save the fat every time we cook off bacon. Oh. So we use that fat, and we uh, put it in the blender. I mean, a RoboCoop. That's a food processor, ladies and gentlemen, RoboCoop. And also, it whips it up. You add the bacon fat. So basically, like a cup of mayo, and then the rest of it would be bacon fat. Oh, you get that so to smooth it out. Okay, right? I see. And I then see. you add a pinch of salt, pinch of black pepper. And what you're looking for is you taste this, the mayo is the holder. Mm-hmm. But you want that bacon-like flavor to pull through. Mm-hmm. But the consistency is going to be not dense no more. It's going to be... Silky, it's going to hold, but as soon as it hits any form of warmth, like your tongue or anything, it melts immediately. Right, because of the bacon fat. Exactly. So we put that on there, put rub it on the top bun, and on the bottom of the bun, we make homemade bacon jam. I love bacon jam. And we figured out a simple recipe. It's so simple. It's only three ingredients, and it's phenomenally good. But it's the type of bacon that actually makes this bacon jam really good. Okay. It's a thick cut pepper crusted bacon. Mm. And it will smoke. Mm. And it's thick cut. It has to be thick cut and it has to have a nice amount of fat on it because this will make a bacon jam bacon jam. True. It's, it's a, it can be a bitch you to make, me? but it's fucking delicious. And people don't realize the more fat you render, the better the, it'll help to bind True. the stuff. Because, you know, True. once it, it cools off, because the next two ingredients. It can separate sometimes. It doesn't mm-hmm. work that well. So the next two ingredients I used was balsamic vinegar mm-hmm. and brown sugar. Mm-hmm. And then, but then I, I use red wine. Actually, it's four ingredients. And then I use a uh, secret other binder is pure maple syrup. Ah. So, so you use maple syrup, brown sugar, balsamic vinegar. You let and you uh reduce it. Mm-hmm. Once you reduce it, get to the consistency you're looking for, you add the bacon in it and let it reduce mm-hmm. slowly. And then the fat and all that helps it bind it together, keeps it loose. And then sometimes what I do is after I add the liquid, I add the bacon straight into it, and then I let it simmer all together. Just that, let it all that came simmer together, yep. and that, the bacon's That a came out softer. better. Yeah. So that becomes like a taffy-like texture, but it's spreadable mm-hmm. once it cools down. That's on the bottom bun. That makes the best club sandwich. So, so far, it's a popcorn bun. 
bacon mayo, and bacon jam. Bacon jam. Okay. Now the meats. We did. It's multiple meats on this thing? Three. Jesus. So there's smoked pulled pork where we smoke for 12 hours. We'll put it in the morning mm. and it'll be ready by early after, uh, evening. I like But that. we'll serve it the next day. We'll pull it. We'll keep the, what we do, we keep some of the, the thick fat on there still. And we mix it into the meat so to keep it juicy and right. moist. Respect that all and then, fucking day. Uh, and then uh, we have a house-made barbecue sauce we make also. We cook it in the pan with the barbecue sauce. Actually, we do it on the grill. We'll salt well cook it on the flat top, add a barbecue sauce, cook it in the bar, and then we'll let it char one side, flip it, char again, so you get the charness and that crust on the pork with the because we made the barbecue sauce when we char it. It doesn't taste like burnt sugar as much. It actually has a good char, smoky flavor. Okay. And then once we do that, you add that on top. Then you add two strips of uh, bacon. It's the apple cider bacon that we cooked off. Mm-hmm. And the meat is just uh, uh, 80-20 with um, aged cheddar. That shit sounds fucking amazing. And when you eat it all together, when the bun is really soft, especially when it's freshly made that day, Bro, when you have it straight out the oven, it's like eating a roll, like a popcorn bun roll. It's so good. When you add a little bit of honey butter on there, fire. But when I said it was so good, that's fat. That's ridiculously fat, bro. I think we were (laughs) a runner-up on the best burger in Athens. I can believe it. I can believe it. I would take that all fucking day. It was good. That was my favorite burger I ever made. It's like you eat that motherfucker and you feel bad after that. Like That's good, bro. And we had some other crazy burgers there that actually sold. We had a uh, hell burger. We as a jalapeno poppers and um, short rib with short rib. Ooh. Mm-hmm. So we did beer break, short rib, jalapeno poppers, pepper jack cheese. Wouldn't have thought to put jalapeno poppers and short ribs together, but I'm feeling it. Mm-hmm. It's very good. It's I'm just feeling it. Think about it. You don't add any extra cheese. The cheese from the pimento stuff as the cheese for the meat. For the right. burger itself. Right. So you got the heat, you got the sweet, savory, and you just got the meat, and you got the buns. It's a, it's a good combination. I love it. I shout like shout out to that restaurant. I miss shout it. Shout out to the restaurant, R.I.P. <laughs> 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 I got to find that thing. <laughs> well, That's, you got to come back, bro. Definitely. We, we got to have you back. I'm down. We should. But um, I'm ready to do it. If you want to give anybody your Instagram or anything like that, if not, it's cool. Don't matter. Well, of course. Y'all can find me on Instagram. Uh, Chef Chino 88. That's C-H-E-F-C-H-I-N-O 88. Add me. I add you back. Just whoop, whoop. post pictures of my life, what's going on, food, work-related stuff. Real shit. Real life shit. <laughs> Real um, life shit. You ain't right me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm also going to this exercise journey right now, trying to reach this certain goal. So you'll see me post a lot of stuff about that. So I'm trying to be motivational when it comes to fitness and food. So respect that. You know, that's what you'll be expecting from IG. All right. Okay, everyone. That was Chef Cora. This is in this one kitchen. I'll see you guys on the next episode. Be well.